So socialization to me is meeting people uh, and dogs in a calm manner, in a controlled way, not take the puppy and immediately go and meet the people. I, I don't do that. I take I have the puppy must be calm and steady, then you slowly introduce people. Welcome to Train Your Dog Podcast. I'm your host, Dexter. Train Your Dog Podcast is a new doggy podcast on education, animal learning, behavior modification, and dog training. Train Your Dog Podcast focuses on helping your puppy to make sound decisions. Good decision empowers your puppy to enjoy freedom, and with good decision, gets your puppy a good and rewarding reinforcements. Pups promote positive interaction with animals. And Pups, your companion for life. Alright, so uh, so this is our third installment right, of our uh, puppyhood training uh, series with uh, Suwip. Right? So we want to thank you again for joining us. Uh, for this third installment and we look forward to uh, hear from you for more insights uh, in terms of the uh, fear period, right? Also, uh, and also the hot topic about, uh, you know, uh, when we should, uh, when, sh- when we should decide to nurture or not to nurture the dog, right? Is there a, uh, a moral concept over it or is just a management concept over such decision, right? Okay, so I, I hand over to you, Sue. You can bring us through the 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 the, tra- uh, the series. Okay, thank you, Dexter. Um, hello, everybody. Um, nice to uh, talk to you all again. Uh, this is the third installment. So, uh, as uh, Dexter mentioned, we are going to talk about uh, the fear period, um, socialization. Uh, to neuter or not to neuter the dog, you know, to dissect the dog or not, and uh, the routine for the dog. So actually, this third installment is more of uh, the, we are talking about the puppy that you have now is uh, already uh, uh, now we are talking about puppy between six to fifteen months. Okay, so the so um, the first one is about the fear period. What is the meaning of fear period? Fear period means uh, uh, there is certain stage in your puppy's life uh, that suddenly you th- you think that he's scared of something uh, which he normally not scared of, right? For example, uh, okay, there are two fear periods in puppies. Um, one is uh, between eight to twelve weeks, uh, and uh, the other one is between eight to fifteen months. So the first one is uh, 8 to 12 weeks and the second one is 8 to 15 months. So uh, 
peer, peer period in puppies sometimes is very subtle. They, it doesn't really happen. Uh, but some, to some puppies, it's a big drama. Okay. Um, so um, anything can can uh, make the puppy go into the fear. During the fear period, the puppy can experience certain things. And although it's not harmful for the puppy, the puppy suddenly feels very scared. I can give you a few examples on my own dogs. Okay. Uh, I have curly coated retrievers, so they are retriever breeds, quite big, uh, quite big size compared to a poodle, right? Uh, but they are basically uh, the same. They are still dogs, you know. So, and uh, he was uh, when I take him to toilet place, you know, I pass by a few uh, uh, short area where I put a lot of boxes. And uh, one day, you know, uh, when he was about, uh, we're talking about seven months old. He suddenly, he got so scared of the boxes uh, for no reason at all, you know. And uh, so I know that he's going through a fear period because it's not a box which is outside somewhere, but it's just a box in my, near my kitchen place, okay. Uh, and uh, some dogs when they get, uh, and uh, some dogs also can get a fear, like fear of a different surface. For example, maybe fear of a slippery uh, 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 floor, okay? Uh, maybe fearing of a very rough uh, uh, surface. You know? So these are strange things, but it happens. So uh, in uh, sometimes there also can be fear of people. Uh, I always uh, feel very proud to say, oh, my dogs are not scared of people and uh, very uh, always very happy to see people and all that. And I was mildly surprised when a, a friend uh, came to see me and it's the first time this friend um, is, meet, is meeting my dogs. And one of my dogs, for some reason, was barking at him. Uh, it's not, his, it's not the human's fault, not the dog's fault, but I know that it has something to do with the fear period he's going through. So he was suddenly barking at this guy, you know, and uh, this guy was feeling a little bit embarrassed because he's a dog person, you know, so he feels embarrassed. Uh, so these are strange things. So it's actually strange things can happen uh, and your dog may react in a manner that you feel, hey, how come I don't have problem with this? And suddenly he has problem. So the thing now is that what to do when they, they have fear period, during their fear period. If you think that something has happened during their fear period, which is out of ordinary, then you have to accept that he's going through a fear period. So the first thing is uh, uh, ignore it, okay? Ignore it uh, and uh, try to reintroduce the thing in another setting. For example, let's say he's scared of, a, of the boxes. So I will reintroduce, I took the boxes and I put the boxes, separated the boxes into lower, lower, and then I take him near the boxes. And at the same time, I reward him by just, he got free, <laughs> free treats that day, you know, uh, just to take him around the box and all that. Then I added more boxes and all that. And I take him to a few places where there are lots of boxes and all that. So we try to do that, but in a very controlled manner, right? Uh, let's say if it's the human, the, the person who uh, is, uh, the person that my dog is scared of, you know, then I will first I give them this person some some rewards and then 
uh, I tried to ask him to just uh, offer the reward to my dog and uh, basically ignore the dog but still offer the, 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 the food, you know, the, the reward. Uh, and I now, because of this incident that happened uh, recently, so I've made some plans to go to a, uh, some places, to the pet shop, you know, take my dog to the pet shop and uh, go and attend, join some training groups, some dog training groups, so that at least there are people there, uh, there are other dogs there uh, during his uh, fear period stage, you know. Uh, but when I take him to, when I take my puppy to the dog training place, if he's in this fear period and he, if he is scared of people and all that, it's false, so no reason at all suddenly, then when I take him to this, this uh, uh, training place, you know, I mustn't like force it onto him to go and meet people. I must first, uh, like, I, let's say I approach the dogs or he, he must learn to kind of like, they must ignore him and he must ignore them so that he just uh, just attend to me alone, attached to me. And then as the, as the time goes, only I slowly introduce him to the people again and see whether he will still have the same reaction uh, as previously with my friend. Okay, So it's, uh, it's a very um, time-consuming yet uh, uh, slow pace to to desensitize the dog in, during this time, but it is necessary. So uh, during the during the time that uh, when you take the dog to the such places, uh, so a few things to look for whether the dog is stressed or not. You don't start to introduce the dog when the puppy when he is already stressed. Uh, so things to look for to the puppy is stressed is like uh, he is uh, licking his lips, is uh, yawning. He's looking away here and there, turning his head. Uh, he's panting. You know, uh, he's like not really interested in your treats that you give him. You know, so these things are stress uh, uh, behavior, which uh, you need to realize that he's in a stress. So don't force it onto him to meet the people. Take it slowly and uh, it may take two or three times before you can overcome this stage. Uh, but you have to understand it, read, read your own puppy. And when he is like happy and uh, uh, calm and happy the next time you go, then I think uh, you can slowly introduce the people, you know. And uh, if, the dog, if the puppy is very excited, like, like he's like very excited, like wanting to rush to the people, actually that is also a sign of stress. Some people think, oh, it's very cute, very cute. Your, your puppy is very friendly. Actually, it's not. I, in my opinion, it's not. If the puppy is like scrambling to go and meet people, you know, it's actually it's a form of stress. So we should make sure that the puppy is a bit calm before you introduce to people. That's 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 my opinion. Okay. So so a lot of uh, so now we go into socialization. Now socialization. Uh, it's best, uh, in my opinion, to start as early as uh, four weeks to 16 weeks. Why I say four weeks to 16 weeks? Because this is the time when the puppy is also going into his first uh, fear period. He must learn to accept a lot of new things that he has never seen before. So socialization doesn't mean that just take the puppy and let the puppy play, play like 
like hell or, or you know, uh, uh, take to many people and, and uh, let people touch and all that. You, you have to do it slowly because not all puppies can accept too many people touching at the same time, you know. So you have to slowly do it, but uh, it needs to be done. And uh, uh, I must say that the COVID-19 pandemic has also influenced and created some difficulty for me because during that time uh, when Malaysia also had this uh, pandemic situation and we have the uh, 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 MCO lockdown, you know, we, uh, I, my puppies uh, were about six, uh, how many months, uh, about six, seven months old. And that's the crucial time I wanted to take them to the beach in Penang. But I could not take them to the beach and they already uh, lost the opportunity to learn how to swim. It's uh, very uh, sad for me, you know, and uh, this has happened. And uh, because of uh, this uh, lockdown, I also take my puppies to as many uh, places as I would like to. So, um, it's just uh, sad that they did not go through. This is the first time that I have puppies, my own puppies, that I did not, I think I did not socialize them enough. Okay, so socialization to me is meeting people uh, and dogs in a calm manner, in a controlled way, not take the puppy and immediately go and meet the people. I, I don't do that. I think I have the puppy must be calm and steady, then you slowly introduce people. For example, if you if you if you're the type who take your puppy for you're walking your puppy, you certainly don't want that some uh, somebody comes and say, oh, wow, 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 so cute, so cute, and time to rush and go and touch your puppy. Sometimes it's it can be very harsh for the puppy. Then he must be thinking that what is this person doing rushing to me like that? Uh, and so so when during walking, I usually uh, will tell people to, to say, please, when you walk your puppy, walking is walking. If you want to sit on to wait and gossip, can, but you have to put your dog in a down position or, or sit position, and then you talk and just let the puppy wait for you all to talk, then go on. Don't let them, uh, and strangers, oh, so cute, so cute. You tell them, sorry, my puppy is under training. You know? Then you walk with your puppy. So your puppy will learn that uh, uh, socialization means try to ignore other people, just for focus on what you're doing, just walking the, pup walking the puppy. Huh? Uh, okay, so now uh, coming to talk about uh, uh, the uh, socialization, I want to add one thing about the socialization of the puppies. Uh, Depending on, I believe that depending on the type of breed that you have uh, and the purpose that you have a dog uh, will influence um, the way you want to socialize. For example, if you if you are having a, a Doberman, German Shepherd, Rottweiler, whom you in your in original intention is to be a guard dog you know, to guard your place, you know. Uh, you wouldn't want uh, uh, your dog to be like a uh, reaction of your dog to be like the poodle, for example, as a companion dog. So 
it's uh, the term socialization for these dogs. Uh, you need to plan it out a bit. How much, how much um, uh, time you want your dog? You want people? Uh, how how long you want people to? Whether you allow people to touch your dog or not? Okay. Uh, these are some of the considerations you need to consider before you really jump into uh, socialization in, in terms of for guard dogs and all that. Okay. Okay. So now we we talk about the uh, next one is whether to neuter or not to neuter. podcast is sponsored by Pups Dog Training. Pups is a positive dog training school. We train dogs from puppy to advance. Pups Training currently focuses on nurturing, training, educating and motivating our trainers to better equip themselves with skills, knowledge, experience to ensure continuing education and keeping abreast with the field of dog training. Our flagship programs include online cyber puppy training, life skills, dog obedience, behavioral modification, private one-on-one home-based training, and dog sports. So Dexter, what's your opinion of this? <laughs> what's uh, your opinion of this? Okay, my personal belief is that uh, unless there is a real need for you to neuter your dog, uh, that you shouldn't. To me, uh, it's all about controlling the overpopulation, right? Which is something that I agree that we need to have control over the dog population, right? So unwanted breeding is something that we will not want to see that happen. Uh, like for myself, I believe to keep them intact la, because I do believe that they should grow up uh, as they are, right? Because they are first made whole, right? And there is no reason for us to change that unless you have some medical problem or you have some, uh, you know, uh, like I say, you have two dogs and then you are a very, uh, not a very good uh dog owner per se, right? You know, you are always quite careless. So in that case, if I have a male and female dog, then I will go and spade one of them, right? Or castrate one of them so that uh, that will help me to manage the, any unwanted, uh, 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 you know, breeding in that sense. So again, it's to stop uh, the, what I call that, the overpopulation. Uh. So that is, that is what I feel it is. Mm, yeah, yeah uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, in terms of why, I think in terms of why. The first question is, uh, why do you need to to uh, neuter or spay the dog? Okay, why do you need to dissex the dog? Okay, I can give you many reasons why people do it. Okay, uh, let's say it is a breeder of a pure breed dog, uh, and it's a very uh, special kind of uh, dog. And they don't want uh, that the puppies they sell to the, the homes, they do 
backdoor breeding and things like that. So to keep to keep uh, to keep it that the breeding does not continue uh, unconsciously and people don't care much about it. So that's why they will sell the puppy only on the sexing terms. So that's uh, one main reason. So second reason is if you have, uh, uh, like Dexter said, many, a few different uh, male and female dogs in the house, you know, and uh, you don't want uh, any un unforeseen circumstances happen and then extra puppies and all that. So you will uh, neuter or even spay depending on which one you want to do. Uh, then uh, the uh, uh, behavior modification, right? Uh, behavior modification means that they, uh, that is not really proven, but this is just for a point of discussion that uh, if you neuter or spay the uh, puppies, the dog, uh, they the hormone there's the there's less hormone in them, the testosterone hormone, and it will uh, kind of like don't make the dog become too much uh, girl crazy, <laughs> you know, and uh, will not make the dog become too too dominant in that sense. Uh, wanting thinking of uh, mating when the time come comes you know uh, so it's uh, it's it, it's it's more of, of that it will modify the behavior uh, many years ago when I was doing still very active in agility uh, uh, dog competitor uh, dog agility competitor and uh, trainer from Australia came and uh, at that time I didn't really uh, think about about neutering my my dogs. But she, she told me uh, that for her, she will neuter all her dogs because in the, when she goes for training and competition, she just wants her dogs to be focused on her. She doesn't want the dog to to, to get influenced by too many outside, outside, external smells and all that. So she will neuter her dogs so that uh, they, they will focus on her. So that's one of, another reason why why you need to neuter the dog uh, for that reason. So it's basically, the it also comes back to why you why you have that puppy. It still comes back to this, uh, why you have the puppy and uh, why you have a certain breed, why you why you have taken the puppy. And then you can, from there with the reason why you have it, have the her dog or puppy, then you can decide whether to neuter or not to neuter. That's my opinion. Okay, so uh, uh, now we talk about uh, routine. Okay, now you have this puppy in your home for six months already and uh, doing a lot of training, walking with your walking your dog and all that. So I'm sure you have problems during this stage, right? Uh, when you have problems, what do you do? Do you Google and find out what to do with it? Or easiest is call Dexter. <laughs> Right. So uh, I think many people, although the internet is a lot, a lot of free things in the internet, a lot of free free things, but uh, I noticed that people don't really uh, able to, um, how to say, uh, they can't uh, interpret those training uh, effectively to suit their dog. So sometimes professional help is needed to guide you to have a start first to go and solve those problems. But one of the main thing that will can solve 
most of the behavioral problems that come up is a dedicated routine. Why I say routine is that dogs are uh, naturally uh, follow habit, habitual animal. In my opinion, dogs are very habitual animal. Uh, humans, uh, not so. Some are habitual, some are not. For example, you wake up, you brush your teeth. Some people don't brush your teeth. Right? They will do something else after that, then they go and brush your teeth. So, uh, I, I'm considered a habitual person. So, I understand about, about uh, in a follow a certain uh, routine. Uh, so, and uh, usually dogs, uh, humans, they are habitual, their dogs also become habitual. But usually humans, the, those uh, humans which are not, uh, who are not habitual, for example, they want to sleep, uh, they, are, they want to sleep long hours and then they, they don't do, uh, they do anything that they just care and free life, you know, then the dogs also become care and free life, expecting care and free life uh to the to the human is a is your life you can do whatever you want but to the dog because they are under your care you can't you are responsible for them so you can't give them too much uh, like free and easy until they think of because they're intelligent animals so they think of things and create problem that because they are not following certain routine. That's my way I'm coming from. Uh, so a certain routine is important for your dogs. A certain routine that you can follow with your dogs, your dogs will end up a better, well-behaved and well-mannered dog. That's my opinion. Do you agree, Dexter? You might this, uh, this opinion? Yeah, I think it's definitely, uh, it's a, a plus point when you have set up a proper routine for your puppy and for your dogs. Uh, I think I agree with you, the dogs are typically very habitual. Uh, they do very well with uh, standard routine. And with that, I think you can teach a lot of, uh, uh, you know, a lot of management uh, aspect that you can basically set a house through uh, with your dogs and things like that. So uh, it does help, definitely it's a, it's a plus point. Yeah. So. So, so, so I would say that, uh, so coming back to my opinion is that if you, if you set a routine for your dogs, then uh, you follow the routine as much as possible. Of course, sometimes it can change because uh, uh, maybe something unexpected happened or what, but as long as they follow a certain routine, then your dog will behave uh, in a better manner and you can better control. So, uh, what kind of routine you want to follow, of course, it's up to you. But some basic routine is uh, toilet training routines, you know? uh, this uh, walking exercise routine, uh, uh, eating, having uh, eating routines, whether you want to one time, two times, uh, activity before eating, uh, what I'm saying is that uh, no free food means that you must do something before you feed your dog. So that the dog is always expecting that dogs to me think in a very straightforward manner. If you teach them one, two, three, four, five, they will realize that, oh, okay, I need to do one, two, three, four, five. 
And when they realize that they want to do one, two, three, four, five, they will continuously do it every day, one, two, three, four, five, then you have less problems. Okay. So, uh, so just, uh, just to share with you my routine for my dogs. Okay. In the morning, uh, 5.30, 6 o'clock, you know, I wake up, I let them do the toilet. So for me, I don't let them do the toilet. I don't, for me, I don't take, I got four dogs on my own. So I have a private toilet for them. I got two toilets. So I put one in one toilet, the other in another toilet. When they finish, then I take the other two. So I let them give them space, you know, the, to do their toilet, give them only five, 10 minutes. Then I put them back. Uh, then, uh, then maybe a, a, Eight o'clock, I start to do some morning exercises and training with them. Uh, then I feed them the first meal. Uh, that will take until about 11 o'clock. Then after that, they go into their kennels and they rest until about uh, five o'clock. Uh, in between, uh, I give them one toilet break in between. And then uh, five o'clock, uh, exercise again, training until about seven. And then they are fed also the second meal. Then uh, seven o'clock, they they go into the kennels, and then one more last toilet break at uh, ten o'clock. So of course, not everybody can do this because uh, you all are working. So for working people, what kind of um, routine you can give your dog? Okay, so it depends on your family members who is going to do what. You have to spread out the work, but basically, it's about toilet. It's about uh, exercise is about uh, feeding, is about uh, putting them uh, resting time, and then uh, is about same thing again about toilet uh, about uh, toilet and sleeping. So there's a family who had a golden retriever puppy, and uh, they are in uh, they are in trouble. Uh, so they called me recently and said. Why is my puppy, the puppy is three months old. Why is my puppy eating his shit? His own poo. <laughs> the puppy is eating his own poo. He told me a lot of issues. Why is my puppy eating his own poo? Why is my puppy pooing and peeing everywhere? Why is my puppy uh, biting the curtains? Uh, so, what? how to solve all these problems is actually you must have a routine. You, because the, the kids the the kids are going to school, the parents are going to work, and so from a, from a seven o'clock to three o'clock, the pup in the house there's nobody, and the puppy is left alone, not even put inside a cage, and uh, the puppy is doing all the nonsense, pooing everywhere, biting the curtain. Of, so I said, of course your puppy is an intelligent. Uh, animal, of course he will do all this because he has got nothing to do except uh, pee and poo everywhere, you know, uh, biting here and there, and also eat his own poo. Okay, why do dogs eat their own poo? That's another big discussion. <laughs> it's another big topic. Isn't it, isn't it, Dexter? Why do dogs eat their own poo? Is it a big topic of discussion? <laughs> Yeah, definitely he is, man. So, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why do dogs eat their own poo? Yeah. So, 
so the 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 thing the thing now is that uh, of course uh, that's why you need to have a routine based on your on your uh, uh, lifestyle you need to to uh, have a routine uh, that is why cake uh, crate training is important I think previously I talked about crate training earlier so that's where crate training and all is important so if you if you uh, get the, if you have problems in this you know is actually management of your puppy so uh, Dexter do you have uh, training course for management of puppy yeah I have uh, puppy classes uh, where we basically look at how to you know uh, teach the first time dog owner how to uh, work with their puppy, how to socialize them, how to do basic grooming, care, you know. Uh, also, of course, teaching the puppy good manners as in how they should communicate with uh, each other's dog, taking the time to, uh, of course, to understand, uh, you know, what what good choices can basically uh, give them the opportunity to earn uh, extra reward or more uh, rewarding uh, uh, rewards that they can look at. Yeah, so it's really uh, just a, a class of uh, exposure, a class of getting uh, people all together to look at, you know, how to share how each other's uh, puppy are, are, are panning out at home, you know, what is the challenges that they have and how uh, they can basically manage it uh, as, a, as a puppy, not really as a basic obedience, but really how to handle the, the puppy at a young stage. Yeah, that's, that's very good. So it, so it is important that uh, you look for uh, dog training uh, people to help you to set a routine for your dog, for your puppy, to suit your lifestyle. I think that is the first step. Uh, this most crucial thing, instead, before you even start to do any really basic, a lot of people say, oh, I want basic obedience for my dog, my puppy. It is not about basic obedience. It is about management first. If you don't have a routine to manage your puppy, then it's no point you go to the the uh, basic obedience classes for puppy. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You will still have the same problems that you uh, when you go to these classes. You know, you go to these classes with a huge, huge uh, base uh, ten issues. Let's say, and when you go to these classes, the classes can help you solve. A couple of these issues but I tell you that all the issues that you have is basically how to manage a puppy and the management of the puppy is about how what to do when you are nobody in the house what to do with the puppy because the puppy is always the mind is always thinking the mind is not the mind is active so how to manage the puppy from morning until the puppy is going to sleep uh, is influenced by whether the parents are working or not the children are studying so what to do with the puppy during that time so there are a few few options that I can think of that I can suggest first one is nobody in the house so you have to do crate training okay and uh, and you have to to think about puppy time from six uh, from three months to at least seven, eight months, the puppy cannot hold so much. 
So your type of correct training, you must have enough space for the, the puppy to be able to do it when you ex, uh, accidents, even the accidents happen in a small space. Maybe put on music when nobody's in the house. Put on music, then it can uh, at least calm the, calm the puppy. Uh, other ways is you have to find some uh, pet hotel who can help you manage the puppy for a few hours, just like childcare, you know, uh, manage the puppies for a few hours. Uh, then maybe you pick up the uh, drop off at some pet care place, you know, then uh, you go to work and all, and then you can pick up the puppy, you know, just like assume that there is another, the puppy is an added child in the family. You have to do this for, for, for until the puppy has, is better in the toilet uh, habits. So it's a lot, a lot of work to do with a puppy. It's the most difficult and uh, time-consuming stage. But if you follow a routine with your puppy, I can really guarantee you that your puppy will have no problem to grow up and uh, you will have a happy uh, puppy. Okay, uh, what else are we going to touch on? Have I, have I finished all that I need to touch on? Dexter, any, anything that I should touch on? Yeah, I think we have uh, touched on, on the, the important part. I think uh, maybe we can talk about, for example, like, um, you know, for, uh, you know, especially puppy when we are leaving it at home, right? So we talk about, of course, we talk about the routine. Uh, but what is the, um, what's the word called? What is the correct, um, um, you know, the correct procedure, uh, is it a procedure? No, maybe not a procedure, a correct way of... Uh, manage, you know, to manage the puppy. Yeah, correct. In, in terms of, uh, you know, because a lot of people will be like, yeah, I need to manage potty, I need to manage training, I mm. need to manage, uh, you know, so-called access, uh, the, the dog's freedom and things like that. But what is the, how do you really go about juggling all this in, in terms of your routine setting? Okay, um, maybe I give ex example of what I can, what I do when I, the time I'm working. Okay, when I'm working that time, so I leave the house at seven o'clock and I come back only at seven o'clock. <laughs> okay, so I've got two big dogs at that time. I had uh, uh, one Doberman and one curly coated retriever. So both of them. So actually I have, uh, I, I hire a person to come and let them do toilet means that I actually I, I, I live in a I mean I don't live in an apartment and all I live in a landed property so I at the back of my house I actually make a small room for them okay so uh, when I uh, when I a small room for them which I there's a door that I can go out into where they can do their toilet so I make a small room I uh, uh, leave the aircon uh, on. Uh, no, sorry, morning I didn't leave the aircon on. I just opened the door so that breeze and all can come in. It's shaded. They won't get the sun, but but I, I put a fan. I put the fan on for them. And then my my helper, you know, the uh, will come at um, 12 o'clock to let them out to do their toilet. So they, she lets them out one by one to do the toilet. The toilet is just, just behind the back backyard. So they finish the toilet, then she will go and change the water in the room and then she'll put on the aircon. 
because 12 o'clock to 4 o'clock is the warmest day. So she put on the aircon, she shut the door. Uh, then uh, uh, 5 o'clock, she'll come again to let them out and then she'll put off the aircon. Uh, then I come back at 7 o'clock. So at that time, only I feed them and play with them or exercise with them and all that. But that is life because we, I, I'm working. There's no choice, you know. Uh, so that is the situation. Uh, so for small dogs, you know, uh, you have to think, that's why for smaller dogs, if you have people who can help you, uh, if you happen to have a maid or something, you know, if a maid, a maid can help you, but you have to set the routine for the maid and not, uh, so instead of a room, you may, you can you have to try to give them a room, a small room. Small dogs need smaller space, so it is doable. That's that's what I do. Uh, then I have uh, people who uh, who take the dog to go into a do you have pet care center for a few hours. That's another option. Uh, if you don't have anybody like me who can hire somebody to come and let them do the toilet, so. Uh, you can take to a pet care center. That's that's about all that you can do as a working person because I was a working person before, so I know the difficulty. And uh, then uh, Saturday, Sunday is my happiest day because I don't have to work. Uh, so Saturday, Sunday, I go for dog training classes because that is the time when you can you can you can play with them, you can teach them new things and all that. But when you're working, there's no choice. Now I'm retired. Ah, now I'm very happy. That's why I can uh, I can carry on with the routine that I explained to you earlier. But I know not everybody can do this, right? Uh, I'm retired now, so I can do that. But uh, not everybody can do that. So that's my only offer of uh, opinion how to do it. I see. How about uh, you know there are a lot of like interactive toy. Uh, I've seen one before. There is a Kong toy type of launcher, right? So you can maybe fix five uh, Kong toy into a, a launcher, and then <laughs> set every one hour you fire the, the Kong toy out. <laughs> how you, know? you fire the how you fire the Kong uh, toy? Mechanical mechanical launcher, ma. So you buy. So you can like uh, you know. Like where are you? You are in you are in the room together with them, or you are out of the room. No, no, it's a set timing one. You can set the timing. Let's say oh, it's say 1 p.m. You will fire that first corn out. Yeah. The dog will enjoy biting and things like that. So it's like, I think it's more like uh, providing some sort, some sort of uh, uh, activity and also some sort of uh, uh, enrichment program for the dog lah, so that they will not get too bored. Uh, but I have, a, I have a little bit problem with that. Okay. My problem with that is when you do all this automatic thing and nobody in the room, you know, uh, you say it's just put timing. When dogs are excited and all, after playing, they want to do toilet. And uh, it's natural. So if they want to do toilet, then they start having these bad habits of whatever place they have there, they'll do their toilet. That's that's my, my thing about it. So if you want to, to take uh, how to say, take the uh, bottom of the dog, then the, you must, then you have to be, okay, I was telling you that I work, uh, uh, I need to leave the house at, at 7 o'clock, right? Uh, That's because my dogs are already uh, more than two years old. I'm talking about this. When they are puppy that time, you know what time I, I have to get up? I get up at 4 o'clock. I exercise with them. 
I make them tired. I also myself also go tired. <laughs> yeah, I make them tired. I do all these games with them. Not only physical tired, mentally they have to be tired. So mentally and physically tired, then they know the routine is that after they, they do this exercise, they do their toilet, they have their food, then they go into the room, the fan is on, they have to go to rest. So it's like a habit. You know? So that what you suggested is a very good idea, but you have to, you, you have to I suppose that is possible if your dog already know about uh, how to manage, you can manage the toilet. You know, they'll start to do toilet. That's my, that's my, my, my opinion. Yeah, that's a great point there. Yeah, of course, uh, yeah, toilet thing is one concern, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So I rather teach my dog that, okay, this time is, and they are very, very excited and come Saturday, Sunday, they kind of like know that if it's Saturday, Sunday, I think it's because they know by the clothes we wear. For example, if I wear to office, uh, my clothes is very formal. So I walk to them before I go to the office. I walk in front of them. They see me, uh, they don't even get up. But Saturday, Sunday, uh, I walk, walk, wear my no, the, 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 the shorts, uh, the pants, uh, you know, the t-shirt. Uh, and I just walk to them only. They already know. Uh, they're very excited. They already know that, that, uh, that we are going out, you know. And uh, they won't go to sleep. <laughs> so I think it's a, it's a habitual thing uh, that you need to teach your dog to follow the schedule that uh, you want them to, to do. So I, I, I think that, that because I've got people who work uh, late hours. For example, let's say you work in the food industry, you may work late hours. And uh, now I don't know, uh, now it doesn't happen anymore. They work until they leave for work at four o'clock in the evening and they come back only at two o'clock in the night. Uh, so the, the routine to the dog is different. The routine to the dog is the dog is very active in the night. <laughs> when, the, when the owner comes back, uh, when the owner comes back, they play with the dog, then they go to sleep. Then the, the dog is sleeping in through the morning because the owner sleep through the morning. You know what I mean? So, or the owner sleep through the morning and then... So so what I'm saying is that you always try to adjust the, 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 your dog's uh, lifestyle to suit what, what lifestyle you like. But basically, it is a routine. That's all I'm saying. I basically, it's a routine. And the routine, once you set the routine, your dog knows. The dog knows that, oh, okay, now is the time that um, we have to go to sleep. Uh, and the dog is sleeping from uh, 6 a.m. 6 to 12 noon <laughs> with the owners. You know? So that's uh, that 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 is uh, that's that that's life. That's all. Yeah, I always I always tell my client or my student. I always say uh, it's best to adjust your dog to your routine or yes. to, uh, to your lifestyle, the way you want to live your life. I think that would be more sustainable rather than you adjust your own lifestyle to feed the dog. And when yes. on a day, uh, you may have a lot of uh, unwanted uh, situation where you will find yourself in a very difficult time. You know, uh, yes. what I call usually is uh, uh, what we call it unmatched expectation. Uh. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. As an owner, 
Right? Yeah. That, that is something yeah. that I, I believe we should all do to put the dog or train the dog or to set our routine in such a way where he fits into our lifestyle and that will make us uh, more able to take care of the dog for long term. Yes, exactly, exactly. So so the the thing to, to re-emphasize is set a routine for your dog. Don't just say simply, okay, go and play yourself or never mind, you know, we'll just do, uh, we'll just carry on as it comes. It's not like that. You need to plan and set the routine. Once you set the routine, you try to follow it as close as possible. Of course, there are some days that it's a problem. For example, like, like, like now I'm having this uh, uh, podcast with uh, Dexter. Uh, in the morning, I, read, I exercise my dogs more. Evening, the, the, the five o'clock to seven o'clock, I canceled it because I have to get ready for Dexter. And I'm not free to go and do anything with them. You know, I cannot say, okay, I give you a ball, please go and play. <laughs> I don't do that. You know? So now they're all, this, so this evening, they, I skip the meal for this evening. Because after this call with Dexter, it's already too late for me to do anything. So in the morning, I just give them a little bit more. Exercise them a little bit more. And then this evening, they, they, they go and then they, now they're sleeping. Uh, no, no noise from them. They're not barking or anything because uh, they know that, okay, uh, I'm not going to give. Because when I want to feed them exercise, they know the, the clothes I wear, you know, uh, my habit. My, now I'm inside the room. They don't see me anywhere. Of course, they can smell me and all that. But they know, okay, they've got to sleep and relax. So it's, 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 it's a routine you have, to, you, 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 you have to set for your own dogs and you need to organize it like uh like like uh friday i have to go for my medical checkup and so friday morning my medical checkup is eight o'clock so which means that i get up six o'clock i finish the toilet everything i don't feed them in the morning because if you feed they naturally want to do more toilet even when you're not because my medical checkup is going to be morning eight o'clock and then it can last until two or three o'clock in the afternoon so so I just uh, let them do that uh, morning and let them do that the night before I feed them a bit more. Then the morning I, feed, I exercise them a bit, I give them toilet, everything. Then before I, at 7.30 I have to leave, I, I put them in their place with water and all. And then, since I didn't feed them, I'm expecting that they don't do any toilet until I come back at 2-3 o'clock. Because they are all adults already, adults in a sense. Okay, the youngest is uh, uh, youngest is 15 months old. Uh, but I don't think there's any reason for them to do their toilet in their kennels. Uh, unless something happened and uh, uh, someone comes into the house unexpectedly and they start barking and barking and all that, they get excited, uh, then they will may do their toilet. But if everything is quiet, status quo, no disturbance, nothing, they will like relax and no doing unnecessary toilet. So that's how we manage. Because I'm not going to come back at 2, 3 o'clock and then <laughs> and then I have to clean their, their candles, right? I can't, I, I mean, I have to manage in such a way that I can manage them properly. So they won't. So most likely uh, when I come back to 3 o'clock, I will let them do the toilet then then I will do let them, uh, feed them and all that. So, so it's you. You have to try to manage it so that you don't get frustrated and and stressed out just because of a dog, right? 
All right. So uh, th thank you again, Sue. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Right. I, I think this is an, another great uh, episode, uh, another great conversation that we had. Uh, we really appreciate uh, your your time uh, to really talk us through, you know, all these uh, important points as we are having a, a dog inching into uh, adolescent, you know, looking at the, uh, you know, things like uh, what I call it, the fear period, you know, and also uh, what is the routine setting looks like, you know, uh, you know, and how we should manage the dog, uh, you know, in, 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 a, in a way that it fits into our lifestyle, which is uh, it, something that is better than we will want to uh, work on something that we are, you know, sort of like unexpected. Yeah, something, okay, just one, one thing to add is, is like, for example, like routine to me is always also, it's a form of reinforcement, right, where the dog will know that, okay, uh, this is always the case, this is always the way that it is, and that's the way they will feel that, okay, they are in the right track, uh, getting themselves uh, familiarized with uh, what they're going to expect next coming out, you know, so in that way, I, I believe that gives them a lot of comfort, a lot of, uh, 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 what I call that, uh, a lot of, um, the ability to, to predict what is going to happen next, you know, that, that way I think you keep them a lot more uh, sane, a lot more uh, co uh, confident in the sense, right? So, yeah. uh, so I think that is quite crit critical in that sense. Okay. All right. So thanks, thanks Sue again. Thank you very much. Uh, we will see you again on our next episode, right? So let me know uh, when it's good for us to meet up again. Okay. So the, the next episode, we will jump into uh, the... Five six years old, mm, mm. okay, uh, because that's also an important stage of five six years old time. Uh, I will share with you some one of my experience when dogs reach uh, five six years old. Depending on what they they are for, whether they're companion dogs or uh, sports dogs uh, uh, or just normal uh, pet dogs, you know, there are certain things that I've learned through the years that I can share with you. Okay, cool. Okay. So I think the maturity stage is also one of the key key part of their life, especially yeah. if you yeah. long enough realize that there is a time that the, the that there's such change in their life also. You know, yeah. the way we manage them also it takes a lot of different uh, approaches and uh, uh, different ways to get things uh, done in a in a more um what I call that a more easier way to manage a dog in a sense. Right. Right. All right. So, uh, okay, cool. So, uh, we'll catch you again. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. I want to thank you for joining us for this podcast. And if you like our show, uh, please click on the subscribe button so that you will be uh, prompted with the latest episode that's available on our channel. A train your dog podcast right or you can leave us uh, a review at uh, uh, podchaser.com slash pups sg podchaser as in p-u-d-c-h-a-s-e-r.com right and you all you can leave with us uh, the review at uh, your favorite uh, podcast channel uh, uh, listener to be able to find our channel uh, when they search for us uh, over the search engine Once again, you can find us at pups.com.sg, which is P-U-P-S. Pups has a trainer academy to nurture, train, educate, 
and motivate all trainers to better equip ourselves with skill, knowledge, experience, and to ensure continuous education to keep abreast with the field of dog training. Pups Dog Training, we provide Puppy 101, Pet Dog, and Dog Sport Training. And our flagship program, our Dog Obedience Life Skill Program, and also the Puppy Fundamentals Obedience Classes, and Puppy Fundamental Agility Classes, and Behavioural Consulting. Thanks again for listening to our podcast, and we hope you like it, and I'll see you again in our next podcast. Thanks. See you, yeah.